Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Play show. We now return to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Counter Show. It is 8.32 on the Mike Calvin Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. In the studio with us is a longtime friend and Tampa Bay legend. This is Greg Billings is here with us. Good to have you in here. Oh, you got to pull that. You got to bend that right to your mouth before you sing. We'll talk. Yeah, there you go. that vocal. Can't listen to that vocal on that track. <laughs> Who's that kid? <laughs> oh, man. What year is this, you think? That was 81, I'm pretty wow. sure. I think the record was done in 82, yeah. finished. But that was, I was, I sound like I'm like 13. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's better, the uh, young kid voice or the beautiful hair. Oh, my God. You had some hair, but you had hair on top of hair. Yeah, you know, and it just happened like that. It's just, you know, one day I was like, I think it's cool just to shake your hair out. And I'm yeah. like, wow, that's kind of... And over the years, I just kept growing it, and it's kind of worked out fine. I don't know what it would look like now. If I, it would be gray. Do you know the first? I remember the very first time I ever saw you, not on stage. You, I was, I, you know, I moved here in '89, and I instantly became a big Ron and Ron fan. And as a fan of that show, I got to know about the Stranger Band. I didn't really know the area. I didn't have a car in the beginning, so I wasn't going to shows or any of that stuff. So I'd just hear about these things. And then every once in a while, I'd pass the volley club, and I'm like, oh, that's that place, you know, well, that's a rocket club. And then eventually I started going to shows all the time because I had a friend named Moose who had a car, and we'd drive together. So um, uh, I remember I was at um, Gasoline Alley one time in the daytime. I had to go pick something up, and when I was leaving, you were loading in. Or you just, I don't know, you were doing something. It was in the daytime, though. And you got out of the car, and I saw you. And, I, and I, it was like if you see uh, Robert Plant for the first time. I was like, oh, this is great. Heard, I mean, you couldn't miss the hair. You know what I mean? And I, you know, I was, I was a kid. I was in my, uh, you know, I was probably twenty one, twenty at the time. And I, uh, you know, I, I just heard and only seen you on these big stages, so I couldn't believe you. And you were just goofing around with somebody and you were an average guy and it was it was great guess and, Ella, we have a lot of history there we, we that was a good place for us uh, it was a, a lot great of place a lot of bands yeah it wasn't too big it wasn't too uh was it too small it was kind of a really cool neighborhood bar i hated to see when that place went and and uh mike z was one mike of the z. great uh yeah. the guy, great club yeah. guys good business guy you know he, he did a good job there he was there for a long time mike z sat me down i did a gig there for 98 Rock on a Tuesday night. It was a Swingin' Mooks when Ronnie D first yeah, started the Swingin' Mooks. Yeah. And um, then uh, he he came in and said, I'm thinking about doing a, a, a hair band thing on Tuesdays. And I want to have the um, the rockers come out there and do it. And he goes, we'll have you come out every Tuesday. Now, keep in mind, I got to get up at 4 o'clock yeah. in the morning. <laughs> and I'm there from 10 to midnight. But I needed the money, you know. And at the time, it was like $250 for two hours. So I and and back then they would just pay the talent instead of going through the radio station. So I went there like three nights, three weeks in a row, and it picked up a little bit, but it wasn't that great. And Mike Z walked me in. And he goes, "Listen, 
<laughs> I could pay I could pay you uh, two hundred and give you a fifty dollar bar tab, and we could do this longer. Or else I don't know how it's going to work out. Already with the business thing, and I was like. $200, and I'm going to get free food out of the deal. I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, and sure. and man, I did that for like a year and a half. Did you really? It was, a, oh, it was a great gig. But that was also where I got to meet a lot of people in the uh, in the music community because those yeah, guys were just guys. musicians, and other musicians came out to support them. And then I got to know all the people that went to all the shows, and I think that did good, more good for me than anything else. Yeah, everybody, all the musicians like going there. I'm, even with uh, my wife, uh, when we first met, that was like our date night thing. Uh-huh. We'd go out there. Because everybody was so cool. You know, you knew everybody. Yeah. Bartenders were great. Always uh, a good band playing. Yeah. And uh, people would actually leave you alone if you wanted to be left alone. But yeah. it was always loud in there and smoky, I remember. But it was uh, – Mike did a great job. And I can imagine because uh, I had some business dealings with him. He's like, come on in my office. And yeah. he's like, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> a lot of that. He was good yeah. at it, though. That's what he did. Yeah. He yeah. was there for a long, long time. So it's, 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 that was a cool place. But – that's a funny story you tell because you're like, yeah, I didn't have a car or anything. I couldn't go out, and I just pulled up. You got like 18 cars. Things have changed. Mansion yeah. out here. This yeah. is a beautiful place. Save some money a little bit. I love this area, man. You yeah, good. it's really nice yeah. out here. So okay, so uh, give me. Let's do the rundown now. You got to keep in mind that there's uh, new people listening to the show. There's people who listen from other states. Let's start from the beginning. Where, where are you born? I'm a North Carolina guy. And when do you come here to Tampa? I came here in 1979 in a Fam- school with bus. With family? Oh, okay. No, a school bus uh, turned into a band van. Wow. And came across the Courtney Campbell Causeway. We were headed to Charlie's Place on Clearwater Beach. I was in a band called Merlin. Uh-huh. And, man, I said, I'm moving here. Uh-huh. And you can see my house just about from Courtney Campbell Causeway now. So that's I, I made it happen. Yeah. But music was great down here, man. You pull up on the beach. You get a gig on the beach for six days. You were great. And you have a band house. It was great. I, so we just pretty much, the band didn't last long. I yeah. think we got fired from Charlie's. But uh, <laughs> it was, uh, there was a place called Skips on Madeira Beach. Mm-hmm. And then that just turned into, I just stayed here. I didn't really go back home ever. So I, I'll tell you, there were times where I would drive. I lived in Feather Sound, and I would go to Ybor City on the weekends. And when I'd come over the, uh, the Howard Franklin, and you just see lights and palm trees, and I you're know. like, how do you not want to live here? This is like <laughs> the best place ever. So you, so you stay here, and Merlin breaks up, and then what do you do after that? I worked construction on the beach, played music around town with acoustics and stuff like that with my buddies, got drunk a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a whole lot. Do you have visions of being a big rock star, or you're like, I just, I'm cool being... No, 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 that was always in the back of my mind. I yeah. thought I was going to, not, I didn't think I was going to be, a, but I wanted to play music, of course. Right. And then I uh, went into a bar, Romeo was playing, it was Ronnie G, John Price, and Tom King, who's still with me, and their singer was sick, and they asked me if I could sing a couple of tunes, and I did a Montrose medley. Right. Like three songs, and they said, you can't do that. I said, I've been watching you all week, and I know all the songs, sang them. And they actually, a couple of weeks later, asked me if I would want to be their singer. I guess they were having trouble with their singer. And I said no, because I had something else going on. I had nothing, <laughs> right, right. I had nothing going on. And uh, uh, about, I did move back home uh, into North Carolina, and I got a call from Tom King. He kept my number on a napkin uh-huh. in his little gig bag. And he said, they said, some guy named Tom called from Romeo. He, they want to talk to you. And they needed me to come down, and my chick, my girlfriend, had just broken up with me. Uh-huh. Like a day before that, I was whining like a little baby. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. 
and uh, the re- you know, uh, fifteen years later, the band broke up. So you so you were in Romeo with Tom and Ronnie, and so you know, so Bryce. what is so then uh, what? How long before Stranger evolved? Stranger was a, a year and a half later. We okay. were recording our first record. Epic did not like the name Romeo because uh-huh. Ronnie was a Romeo, but uh-huh. you know, me and Tom and John, were, you know, we weren't Romeos. <laughs> Ronnie was just a, a great looking guy, so. Uh, they, they wanted us to come up with a new name, and I was out seeing Kevin Dubrow, uh-huh. who was in Quiet Riot, who didn't even have a record deal at the time. He was hanging around the studio because he was like trying to get a deal, and uh, we were out there seeing them. And you know, usually we go out, me and Ronnie, and we're hit up, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" And nobody talked to us at all. It's L.A. All right. And I told Ronnie, I said, "I feel like a stranger in here." <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, that's it." There you go. Yeah. So, and that's how that happened. I'm so glad because we had so many stupid names that we had. So it didn't really, it wasn't under Romeo. It wasn't like Valentino or it wasn't Pretty Boy Floyd or Uh something stupid. It was just a name that people could kind of, hey, okay. I'll never forget the first night I announced the new name. It was Mark Twain's. It was packed. And uh, I was like, the band said, you got to tell them tonight. So I said, uh, hey, everybody, just want to let you guys know we got to, we're changing the name from Romeo uh, and our new name will be, and the place just went, we, we're talking, you know, six, so I'm like, uh, stranger, and everybody kind of went, uh, uh. it was weird. They didn't, they didn't love it? It was really yeah. weird. You know, because what, what they're not going to go crazy. Yeah. It, it took a little bit, but uh, it, it had to happen. If it hadn't, if it, it hadn't happened, uh, we'd have probably still been Romeo if, if Epic didn't want us to change. Stranger, I think, is a great name. That's yeah. you know, it's a solid name. Like even without the success or anything, if you were starting a band and somebody said Stranger, you'd be like, "That's a good name." Romeo, I'd be like, "Beat it." Yeah. <laughs> Romeo is pretty specific. Yeah, like you, like you, you're you're probably gonna hate the guys in Romeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the band always did good with chi- uh, a lot of chicks. Oh, I bet, but. You know what happens there is the dudes come out. Yeah. So always chicks to rock. They would just line up in front of Ronnie and just watch him. Mm-hmm. I thought they were looking at his guitar, but a lot of the <laughs> new pictures, it looks like they're kind of look, looking at his crotch. Taking out his package, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, and the thing is, the guys would come, and, and I, me, I'm paying more attention to the dudes because I want the guys to come back. Yeah. So even if a chick came with his, uh, with her boyfriend, I would always go up to the guy first or, or point out the guy first. Because that was a way to keep, you know, the guys didn't feel intimidated by the band. Sure, that's a that's a chip. brilliant move, man. Because you don't want you don't want like like we we figured this out uh, really early. Nobody wanted to see us do our own songs. They wanted to see cover songs. Then we're like, well, we can do all these rock songs. But girls didn't want to see that. And you realize if you get the girls, the girls bring the guys, <laughs> and then if you're cool to the guys. They keep coming back, so yeah. it's a pretty pretty good uh, formula like, for success. Nothing like going to a gig with a with your with your chick and they're hitting on your girl while she's out there dancing with one of her friends. It's right. like, really, guys? Yeah, come on. You we know. we want you. The idea is when you're doing a show. This is where your ego could could ruin it for you. The idea when you're doing a show is to make the audience have the best time ever. Not so you can have the best time ever. It's to make them have the best time. That's what makes oh, them want to come back. Man, we used to have so much fun. Oh, yeah. Everybody had fun with us, you know, and people would line up around buildings to come see the band. Yeah. And, you know, we just thought it was going to be that way forever, you know. And, and, and of course, 
It did seem like forever, but this band now, I'm in, Greg Billing's band has been together 19 years. And it's crazy, right? So, yeah, yeah, and I didn't think I'd, it would last that long, but Stranger was 15, you know, yeah. but that was a whole different age. Because uh, a day back in then, you play five, six nights a week. Yeah. And then move on to another bar in the early days. And, of course, after we had an album come out, it was more two nights at a club or maybe three. But we worked hard, man, and we played hard, too, though. I would go get one of, the, one of those little, I forgot what they were called, night not night moves, but one of those type uh, black and white magazines that you get at the yeah. record store. Yeah. What were the name of those things? Anyway. Jam magazine. Jam, yeah, yeah. a couple of them. And yeah. you'd flip through, and, it, and uh, it would give you, hey, there's this club, um, and Stranger will be there these dates. Then you go three pages later, it's like this club, and Stranger's there, yeah. those <laughs> dates. But it would tell you, you'd, you'd St. Warren would be here, Bleeding yeah. Hearts would be here, Stranger would be here, Erasmo, and then they would just all flip-flop. And it was great because, you know, you can... You can see your favorite band, and then just when you get sick of them, the new band comes in, and then you miss that old band again. So it was a, and we had a lot of venues that really supported that back yeah. here, which we don't have much of anymore. Well, we had Mark Twain, 49th Street Money Company, and we had there was another one over in Orlando. So that's three bands could play right there in a week. Yeah. And then they'd go down to Miami and play, Fort Lauderdale and play, a couple of clubs down there, Daytona. So they could stay down in Florida and not see the to same the circuit, town for six yeah. or seven weeks. I try to tell the comedians that. I say uh, when the pandemic hit and the comedians were doing everything was closed in New York, I said, you can come to Florida and do Tampa, Sarasota, West Palm, Miami, and then by the time you're done with Miami, it's time for you to be due back in Tampa again. I yeah, mean, there's a yeah, big enough state. Yeah, take a break and come yeah. back. Yeah. How bad was the pandemic for, for you, musicians? It was well, to be honest, it was it was a blessing for me. Oh, we'll yeah. get into that in a little bit yeah. if you want to talk about. It. But it th- things just slowed down. We did our last show March 14th, and that was barely happened. It was a private show, and they said we're going to have it. And it was in the early stages, and people were scared. Yeah, it was a great party, great time. Um, and then the band shut down for like six months. But I picked up the acoustic and started playing a little bit more. I found some guys to play with, so I made I found a way to make a little bit of money. Yep. But I also work at a golf course, you know, part-time, too, yeah. right now. So that kept me busy. But being away from the band was kind of actually a blessing to me because I, it, I'm it, i very high-strung. Yeah. And I think I take things personally, you know. And I feel like this is my name on this band. And I, I get really, really, really intense yeah. about our gigs and about guys that don't text me for, like, two hours when I need an answer. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. You know, uh, and it's hard to run. You know, six guys plus two crew guys, it's hard. Yeah. And, and I just realized that it's a little much sometimes. So I, I'm, I've uh, I kind of mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, like, sitting home watching Netflix all night. Right, I just, right. In my mind, I've, I've mellowed out. I'm sure. still kind of a wild guy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. You sometimes, when you get to step away from it and look at it from the outside, you realize, hey, things don't need to be as hectic as yeah, they are. Even some some of my close friends are like, "Man, what's what's what, what's your deal, man? You've changed a little bit." I said, "You're so mellow." I'm like, "The only thing it could be was I'm I'm away from that high intensity band thing because yeah. you know I want it's not so much I'm nervous about gigs. I want it to be a success. I want people to be there. Yeah, I want the promoter to be happy. I want the band to be happy, and you know I want the crowd to be happy. That's a lot of that's a lot of stress, you know. Do you think? I think our first gig back is June eighteenth. We haven't played since. Pro- Keep I think going back. We're coming back. All right. We haven't played since I think March, uh, the year yep. prior, and um, 
I think that this gig and the next summer of gigs is going to be the best summer ever yeah, because well, people are starving for entertainment. Plus, you're going to appreciate it because you've been away from it. Right. So with me, going back to work on the shows that we did do was exciting. But then again, I was still getting back to my old uh, yeah. uptight self. You know, my wife can't even talk to me on days of the show because I'll snap her head off, you know, sometimes. so <laughs> Even after all these years, you still yeah, are uptight as Yeah, and, 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 you know, and it took me getting away from it. To realize it now, if I got an acoustic gig yeah. that I've been doing with my buddy Tony Wagner, uh, I'm playing like somewhere like O'Maddy's over in Gulfport, it's a great gig. Uh-huh. I love it, man. Yeah. I wake up excited about it. I'm going to grab my guitar. I'm going to grab a guitar cable. And I'm going to go sing some songs for people. And that, I'm so mellow about that. It's crazy. I like when you did that stuff online. I would watch you on Facebook do the Facebook well, lives. I did that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that was good. I think that was a good way for musicians. I have some buddies in New York who do the same thing, to stay in contact with their audience. And uh, it gives you a chance to, to get out there and play in front of people, kind of, and then us a chance to say, hey, I don't want to forget about this guy. Because, you know, I thought that was, that was yeah, good that we had that. The online stuff is great. I like touching, you know, seeing the people's names pop up and the comments and the, to play a song, stay in touch, you know, let them know what's going on. Right. It's so hard that way too, because there's so many people. Hey, how about this? How about, I can't hear you. Get close to the mic. Yeah. You know, get, you know what are you doing? And it's like and I'm trying to read, and I'm trying to, to explain what's going on. You know, giving them updates. I'm like seeing all this going on. It's, you listen. It's really all, hard. We're also not getting any younger. It's hard. This technology is hard. To, uh, when I have to grab my 14 year old son and go, how do I turn it sideways? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get it. It's a, it's a problem. But uh, you know, thank God for Facebook. You could keep in touch with people and let yeah. them know what's going on. But People have supported me through this whole, uh, the acoustic thing. The band did a couple of shows at ESI. Uh, people treated us really good, you know, and uh, donations, not donations, but pay-per-view. And one was all, I think, uh, donations, I think. And we did really well with a couple of shows. But it's uh, it's something that made me realize, man, maybe I should step away a little bit, you know. You, 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 how much are you, are you done? Or you just are you say, hey, I'm going to change the way I do things from um, now on? No, I'm not done. Yeah. The Greg Billings Band is done. The Stranger Music is done. Uh, probably the Greg Billings Band music is done. I just want to move on to something a little, not mellower, just something a little bit different. Yeah. And the only way to do that, uh, Mike, is to just say, look, this is it. Yeah. You know, I'm done because I'll go somewhere. The other night I was playing a, a little uh, a gig in Clearwater Beach. It was great. Some guy goes, hey, man, Okeechobee whiskey. I'm like, I had acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know, I'm very mediocre myself. at yeah. best, you know, playing guitar. So I'm like, really, dude? He goes, okay, well, how about wrong side of the tracks? I'm like, dude, that's, there's so much to that song. I what think. are you playing when you play acoustic? Are you doing covers? Uh, we, got a co- doing... we got a couple of originals that we play, and uh-huh. I will do a Stranger song once in a while in one of my tunes. But mostly it's just really cool stuff that I've always liked, like, uh, like, uh, uh, I heard uh, Galvin mention Midnight uh, Run a while ago. Oh, yeah. You know that song? Everybody's talking at me. I can't hear a word to saying. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so much fun, man. Uh, and, and these are songs that, these are songs, everything we do is just stuff that I really, really want to play. It's not like stuff that I don't want to play. If I don't well, want to play something... To, yeah, you have to be happy or else you're yeah. going to be miserable doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, and I love to see people get up and uh, and do their... 
you know, and uh, they they dig this version. Some people go like, well, you know, I like the acoustic thing, but you know, I like the band better. I'm like, well, you need to get used to this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, uh, oh, that's that, look. That's all you have to worry about is your happiness. Yeah, you know, and and. Uh, your fans need to appreciate all of the things that you've done for them in this last thirty something years. Yeah, and I don't want it to be like, hey, uh, you know, you, come on, guys, you got to appreciate me. You gotta no, no, me. I know. They got to understand that it's, it's either I do this or I'm going to go absolutely insane. Right. We don't need that. My head, my mental. Uh, since I've decided to do this, can you imagine being up on stage playing these songs? Uh, uh, Jackie's so bad, get on up. They're very high yeah. songs to sing, first of all. I can still sing them, God bless it, <laughs> you know. And people still love them, but the next day my head's killing me. Yeah, The band is loud, you know, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, how much longer am I going to be able to do this? It, 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 as a fan uh, and an observer, you don't go see Greg Billing, Stranger NSF, you don't see you mailing it in ever no you're up there well, doing push-ups well. you're screaming you're running around i mean that every show whether it's in a parking lot somewhere in front of 500 people or whether it's in a club you can count on a high quality show every time well so and that wears you down that's another thing that's uh, uh i never ever mail it in right and i've seen some bands do it recently yeah older guys and i'm like i am not going to be that guy uh-huh. so before i turned into that guy I'm bailing out, right. I'm pulling the chute. So I didn't do it overnight. This is something I've been thinking about for a while. And since I've announced this and the shows that we have done, I feel in the back of my mind as I'm singing these songs, I'm glad that there's an end coming up yeah. to this stuff. Because before, it's like, what am I going to keep doing this for like another 15 years? What's going to happen here? We, yeah, we talked a little bit off the air about Robert Plant. And uh, Robert Plant, I, I mean, if he could make... Uh, you know, millions of dollars a show just doing mini Led Zeppelin reunions three times a year. He can make a billion dollars. I mean, I think they then they offer him the, the close to a billion dollars to do yeah. like a New Year's Eve oh, show yeah, with that. Yeah, so they would they would get it back. Is the right. thing. And what does he do? He does a uh, so, uh, an album with Alison Krauss. Yeah, because he's doing he what he her. wants to do. She's she's got he the voice of an her. angel. Yeah, and it, but he is doing what he in his head where he is at and, and i've that's heard where so many people be. come away from his solo shows going what was that you know? <laughs> and i've had the pleasure to meet this guy and have dinner with him um once and then of course played some songs with him a couple of years ago and he's he loves that music man he's doing it's kind of like an eastern kind of vibe kind of hippie-ish kind yeah. of indian thing he loves that stuff, and he doesn't care what people think. No, he he's doesn't. already rich, and he's an artist, and you can't tell an artist yeah, what and, to do. And uh, I got a funny story about Robert Plant. We did a, a wedding uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, the guys, the 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 bride's father was very good friends with Robert Plant. Uh-huh. He's also in the music business. I don't want to get into that. but So he says, uh, Robert wants to play a couple songs with you guys. I'm like, okay, well, that sounds great. So I told the guys that, man, he gave me a couple of tunes. So I'm at Whistle Stop. I'm, I had an a, a acoustic gig over at the Whistle Stop at Safety Harbor. Set up my gear, and I uh, was getting in the car. You know, bells and whistles going off in the car. Radio's on, AC's on. Oh, this call, it's, it's the dude from the wedding. And I'm like, uh, hello? He goes, hey, Greg, it's uh, someone. He goes, listen, you got time to talk? I said, sure. Bells and whistles going off. Robert wants to talk to you about the songs. <laughs> right by Main Street, Safety Harbor, bells and whistles going off. I'm trying to figure out how to get them off. And I'm like, ah. and then some other lights going off. I must have let the key outside or something. 
So I'm like, oh, sure, sure. And I, I just shut the door of the car, jumped out. I'm standing on Main Street outside. There's ice cream signs and other bunch of stuff. Talking to Robert Plant. Yeah, Robert Plant. Goes, Robert, he goes, hello, Greg. This is Robert. I went, um, hello, Mr. Plant. Yeah. I'm like, did yeah, I just always. say that, really? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, all these cars are going by. We're talking about the song. What's the really? opposite of you go, hey, Bob, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that, you know? So, uh uh, so we're talking, and all these cars are going by, and all these people are walking by. I want to say, hey, listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the phone with Robert Plant here. So it was uh, it was a great story, and it ended up being a great gig. And uh, What songs he, did you do? Do you remember? We did a couple of Elvis tunes with him, and I think we did a Beatles tune with him. Uh, no Zeppelin stuff. No. He he actually did uh, Thank You Early. Uh, for the for the bride, oh, the very wow. first song. Yeah, yeah. But what a classic classic guy! He came and talked to us during our sound check. He just walked up. I'm like, is that who is that guy coming this way? Uh-huh. It's Plant. He talked to us for like ten minutes, and everybody in the band. There's like eight guys standing around just staring yeah. at him. Yeah, that's that, so that's so funny. I mean, uh, you know, you see these guys who we put up there on these pedestals, and they're gods among men and then you talk to him like who's nicer than brian johnson yeah brian is the man the first time i met brian was brian was uh supporting um kelly's band what was that band called kelly schaefer school girls or something no it was uh kelly schaefer had a a heavy oh god i can't remember i thought it was naked school girls or something like that it must have been after no i know what that is too yeah it wasn't insomnia but it was something like that some sort of i can't believe i can't remember Anyway, so we get a call from a guy. He's like, hey, Brian's pushing this band. Will you guys come to the recording studio? Neurotica. There Neurotica. you go. Yeah, that's it. There you will go. You come, cool, will man. you come listen to it? Yeah. And we were like, yeah. And we, we went there, and we listened to it, and it was really good. I mean, it was really good stuff. And then at the end, uh, we had, like, food, and we were hanging out in the recording studio. <laughs> I'm, I'm a kid, and here's Brian Johnson. Like, I can't even believe I'm in the same room. And Brian's like, come here, you're Italian, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, hey, taste this. I'm just shoving ham in my mouth. He's physically putting ham in my mouth. And I was like, this is the best That's guy fine. I've ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah, you could be a vegetarian and he's doing that. You're like, well, this guy was <laughs> <laughs> I got to eat it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then then he went, we went to his house one time. And uh, he um, he has that secret office room. Like a wall moved and his office is in there. <laughs> and he took out uh, a sheet of of ACDC handwritten lyrics that he yeah. wrote a song for yeah. and he gave it to Bubba who I was working for at the time Bubba was a big ACD fan, ACDC fan he took it out of the thing and he gave it to me I was like this is the sweetest that's guy the in the world that's the kind of guy he is man yeah. he's ended up being one of my best friends ever good I, I think that's great I, I, you know it gives you a little bit of hope for humanity that these guys who could be complete a-holes to everybody are just the nicest and I in the see world. what he puts up with man. Oh, I it's bet. hard oh. for him it's so hard but he he keeps a smiling face man and that's what I'd like I'm not on that level by far, but that, I think that's why my band does as good as it does because I actually feel like I'm friends with these people. Yeah, and I get texts or uh, you know messages all the time, and I try to respond and I try to be a human. I don't want to just be, you know, uh, promoting my shows. I feel like I know these people. Sure, some of them, some of them have grown up watching you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've been around since they were since they were. Or their legal. parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the truth. You probably have a lot of that. You probably yes. have a. People who his parents watched at one point, and his kids watching now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty 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 cool stuff. So, uh, what are we doing on the uh, the final show? The final show, November thirteenth, Ruth Eckert Hall. I was thinking about doing this anyway, and I got together with Bobby Rossi. Uh huh. 
And I said, listen, here's what I want to do. I said, Another oh, great guy in the music community oh, here gosh, in Tampa. This yeah. guy's a sweetheart, man. He's great. And I was thought, thought he'd say, yeah, we'll give you like a Monday night. Or right, like right. And we started looking at dates. And uh, there was a couple of bands that had that uh, date held, so we had to wait a while. And I explained to him what I wanted to do. And he's like, look, dude, I hate to see it in, you know, because he was a fan too growing sure. up. So uh, I think I said, I think it'd be great. It'll be a celebration. It won't be like a morning. It won't be like a, a funeral service. Right. It'll be fun. It's better than something that happened to me or Tom and not you know, be tragic into it. So right. we can celebrate it with our friends. We can have a party after, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're just going to play uh, most of the songs that for the final time. I mean, it's uh, – and Bobby thought it was a great idea. We came up with the, uh, the date, and uh, it's it's about 400 tickets for selling out already. Wow. That, it'll – it'll without a doubt be sold out. What was the – why were people busting your balls online? I saw that you – you, I felt uh, – It was a ticket thing. You know, they thought there was some kind of scam going on, like we were uh, selling them under the table or something. Uh and people are sending me notes like, hey, man, you know, one chick said, I smell a rat, you know. <laughs> and how about this one, Galvin? She said, uh, 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 there's more than one ways to, or there's more than two ways to skin a cat or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whatever that means. So. All right, you stay home and skin your cat. We're going to play. And I just got some message that people I haven't heard from in forever. Hey, man, you know what's up? You know, I want one of the VIP tickets. What it is, it's an after party. And there was only 100 tickets. Right. And the room only holds a certain amount of uh, uh, tickets. Yeah. So it's going to be an after party. The band's going to play some more. Uh-huh. And there with all the guests that show up, it's going to be a big jam session. And uh, people felt hurt that they didn't get them. But, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't know yeah. what to do. It's, it's the reason why we tell everybody, get them now. And here we go again. Yeah. I take it personal. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, I reached out to you and I was like, yeah. Stop it. You can't please everybody. There's going to be no way you, and you dude, can't stress I try. out. I know you Mike, do. I try so hard, man. And that's why you, and that's why you end up getting all stressed out because you can't. You didn't, didn't, you, not everybody will be happy at the end of the day. you got to worry about you being happy. In that well, scene. I think but overall it's going to be 99% of the people are going to be happy. So, Do you need me to sing back up at all that night? Uh, we'll get back to you on that. Okay. I'm just saying, let you know I'll be available. I'll Keep be your phone off. Okay. <laughs> uh, you want to do a song now for you wrap uh, here? yeah i'd love to do a song you know and also uh mike i was uh, this whole idea for this show came up and i was like we're going to record an at record over the summer to, uh-huh. to go along and come out that night of all our favorite tunes that we've done over the years i'm like you know a good way to do that would be get sponsors you know out from around town and the response i got was incredible that's great yeah it, it was great people said we'll sponsor it we'll sponsor it right Paul's Pizza, my favorite pizza uh-huh. tonight over there. Paul's a great guy. and Just people, AWS, construction, all these guys. My dentist wants to get involved. And it's just been uh, Fran Hosh, of course. Yeah. She, she's beautiful, great girl. And everybody just said, yeah, I'll be involved. So we're going to spend the summer pretty much uh, recording a record, and it's going to be released that night. That's so, awesome. Yeah. This is uh, Greg Billings. The show is November 13th at Ruth Eckert Hall. There uh, are only a couple hundred tickets left, and it will sell out. And uh, it will be great. And somehow I will work my way into the uh, show and the VIP party. How do you like that? Like and I just said, I'll look for you. Just do this. If you need me, keep, just wave me down. Keep your phone on. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Billings, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. All right. Now I'm going to sing this. I'm going to back this mic away a little bit. So. Yeah. There you uh, go. This is a song that I wrote with my buddy Jeff Abraham, who we had a band with. Uh-huh. And we haven't played since all this happened. called Broken World. Hope you like it, man. 
Calvin? Yeah. Good to hear your voice, man. Good to see you. I wish you were here. I could hug you. <laughs> Pump your leg, whatever you want to do. <laughs> All right, this is about two and a half minutes. Sorry, here we go. stuff in it. You made me think about something. I saw a picture recently of your uh, your son. Your son's grown up. Now. Wow, can you believe that, man? Question for you. Yeah. Does your son think you're cool? Not really. No, he's an, he's a nurse, so he sees all kinds of really... But when he was younger and you were playing in the band really. and all, I said, right? Isn't Not that really. amazing? <laughs> I, always, I ask all uh, celebrities... Do you still think you're cool? No. God, no. <laughs> 
No, I, I keep thinking there's got to be something I'm going to do one day where you're going to be like, oh, my dad's pretty cool. He's a great Nothing. kid, man. He's a great man. He's called me once, I think, for some money, and that was it. That's how I judge how a good kid is. But he's smart, man. We had breakfast the other day, and we had a nice conversation. Just a really good kid. And, uh, and no, no, he's like, whatever, Dad, you know. Yeah. You, know put yeah. a, you know, put his picture on Facebook and talk about him and People love seeing his pictures because I never sure. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just—he's just a good kid. But no, nothing. I, he's going to be at the show though. You only have one, one kid, one son. One, one son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be at the show though. He told good. me he's coming. So. All right. I'll be all. nervous. My son's in the crowd. Did <laughs> uh, he not come to a lot of your shows over? <laughs> no, time? he hasn't seen me since he was five or six years. That's how. That's how my son was. Yeah. He doesn't want to do anything we do. No, I mean he's—he's. He's, can you imagine? He's he's thirty, man. There, it's a whole new trip for those. If guys. I can bring him to Tom Brady, he'll be real happy. If I can get him to uh, well, Tom Brady, Tom's house. got his phone on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you are a uh, Tampa Bay legend. I hope you're as happy with your career uh, Mike, as we were having. Here, I appreciate man. you so much, man. When you reached out when I was having a little meltdown on Facebook, I didn't melt down really, but no, but I can you see reached what's bothering out and said, "Why don't you come in and talk about it a little bit about yeah. what's going on?" But you know, it's going to be a celebration on the thirteenth. This summer, we're going to play a couple of gigs. But spend most of my time doing this new record. So. Well, good. I, I I guarantee you the finale show is going to be the hardest ticket to get. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to tell you, I think I just found out what I'm doing for uh, when I turn 50 because I'm turning 50 on the 14th. The 13th would be a good night to go and celebrate. Well, why don't you come on out, Galvin? Uh, leave your phone on. Will you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, me call, let me know. Let me know if you need me to play on any songs. I'll get back to you on that. Right? I'll learn Swamp Woman. But I miss I miss all you guys. I remember all the fun we used to have together, and uh, I miss you guys. But well, look, I, I do want to say thank you not only for for you know great shows and great performance over the years, but you've never. We've asked you to do a lot of stuff with our show over the yeah, years. Man. You've never one time said no. Yeah. You've never not made it work. You and Ronnie D. I'll always remember who my friends were in, in this business. Yeah, I enjoyed the Christmas thing we did too over uh, over the holidays. That I was mean, fun. that was so nice of you to do. Ronnie uh, worked his butt off on he, that. He really, he really did. did. He really did. He's. I'll tell you, having all you guys here has been a real a real treat for me, and I'm glad that I'm. A small part of that uh, music community, well, just to get to know you guys. You know? I appreciate you, brother. I love you. Uh, Greg Billings. Check out the Greg Billings Band. Get your tickets at Ruth Eckert Hall before they sell out. It'll be the great finale show, and then go see Greg whenever he's doing shows around the uh, Tampa Bay area. We will take a quick break. It's a Mike Count the Show. This is 1025 The Bone. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.